Top three items on today's Cigar Dave show for Saturday, June 18th. Number one, gas versus cigar. Number two, Jack and Coke in a can. It's true. And number three, climate change king Barack Obama practicing what he preaches. No chance. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new Gurkha Revenant. The five-country fusion of exceptionally aged tobaccos will immediately jumpstart your senses for a cigar journey that only Gurkha can deliver. Offered in both Corojo and Maduro presentations. Fire up a new Gurkha Revenant today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com and buy Davidoff of Geneva. And their Avo portfolio of cigars, including the Avo Heritage, crafted through centuries of traditions. Avo Heritage was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar with strength, complexity, and impeccable smoothness. Savor every note of the spice-laden Avo Heritage, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. This is the Cigar Dave Show with the General. Gas versus cigar. I filled up my tank two days ago, and it got me thinking about the price of a gallon of gas versus the price of a cigar. But first, as always, Cigar Dave, your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief, extending you a long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Hashtag Red Wave 2022. It is coming. That is for sure. Everything going on regarding the Biden administration, the regime, absolute, total, unmitigated disaster. In fact, Biden should be called a federal. Actually, they should they should enact a a, a law that he is a federal disaster area because everything he touches, as I have said, turns to absolute garbage. But let's talk about gas versus cigar. I'm filling up my tank, paying five bucks a gallon. I like when they say it's $4.99. No, it's not. It's $4.99 and nine-tenths of a cent, which means it's five bucks. Five bucks a gallon. First time I've ever paid five bucks. By far the highest price ever in my entire lifetime. And I remember in the 70s as a little kid, the gas shortage and the gas lines, crazy. But as I'm filling up, I got thinking. Every time I would see the gallon move from one to two to three to four, I'm thinking to myself, think of the cigar or cigars that I could be enjoying for the price that I am paying. For the first time ever, it cost me 100 bucks to fill up my tank. And my tank wasn't even, I didn't even, my tank carries, I think, 25 gallons. I didn't even, I still had umpteen gallons left in the tank, and it still cost me 100 bucks. Never seen that before. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of cigars and pleasure could I obtain for the amount that I just paid for this tank of gas? And I broke it down. I said, let's take a look at one gallon of gas five dollars can you purchase cigars today even with cigar prices going up can you still find cigars less than five bucks each and the answer is yes there are some great cigars that are available 
either bundled cigars or lower-priced cigars. I'll give you some examples. I remember when I started this show, July of 1995, there were several cigars that were incredibly priced. Bundled cigars, La Primadora, Bering, La Unica, that were a buck, a buck 25, a buck and a half. I mean, I remember those days, a premium cigar, I mean, five bucks was like top of the line. But there are still cigars available, even though those same bundled cigars, for example, a Florida Oliva Toro, available in a bundle of 20, is $64.50. Even if it's, let's just say, at various retailers with taxes and everything, it's 75 bucks. You are still talking about less than $4 a cigar, less than the cost of a gallon of gasoline. Perdomo makes a great cigar, the Perdomo Fresco, bundle of 25 in the four buck category, a little bit less than that. Quorum by J.C. Newman. Now that's more of a sandwich cigar where there's a long filler wrapper, but the filler is what is known as a sandwich. There's some long filler, there's some medium filler, there's some short filler, still a very good cigar. You're talking about probably three and a half bucks, four bucks per cigar. La Primadora that I told you about, they make a cigar, the Emperor, eight and a half inches in length with a 50 ring gauge. It is a gigantic cigar. Even today, $5.61, figure five and a half bucks. All pretty much less or equal to the cost of a gallon of gasoline. Now think about this. How much pleasure will you derive from that one gallon of gas? Now, if you're going to see your harem, and let's say you get 15 miles to the gallon in the city, or 18 miles to the gallon, and your harem lives, let's just say, 18, 20 miles away, it's going to cost you approximately five bucks in gas to get there. Now, are you going to get ample amounts of pleasure with your harem after you walk in? Absolutely. So you're going to get an, a great ROP. You've heard of ROI, return on investment? I'm talking ROP, return on pleasure or return of pleasure. But think of it. If you just go to the supermarket, like, oh, I got to go run errands. I got to, you know, whatever. I got to go to the dry cleaners. I got to run errands. I got to do this. I got to do that. How much pleasure are you getting during that one gallon of gas? But yet with a cigar, that $5, $4, 3 dollars 5 cigar, a Toro size, for example, is going to give you probably 40 minutes to an hour worth of pleasure. You're going to be relaxed. You're going to be amongst the company of fellow cigar connoisseurs, fellow alpha males, and hot dames, hot females. You are going to derive so much pleasure from that reasonably priced cigar. Who would have thought that you could get a cigar for less than the cost of a gallon of gasoline? Now, when President Trump assumes office in January 2025, first thing he's going to do is immediately make America fuel independent again. And we will see gas prices come down. We will see more drilling. We will see the building of more refineries. That's a big problem right now. People don't realize the number of refineries in this country has decreased every year in the last decade. You cannot build a new refinery 
The environmentalist wackadoodles won't let you. The government regulation, the bureaucrats in the EPA, the bureaucrats in the Department of Energy. What it will take is an executive order to essentially clear away all the regulated nonsense and the lawsuits. You can't build a, a refinery. We could have all the gasoline we need in this country. We could have gazillions of barrels coming out of the ground. But if you don't have refineries to process the oil distillates, you're screwed. Why do you think there is a shortage of diesel fuel right now? On average, when we look at history in the United States, there is approximately an 18 to 20 day supply of diesel fuel in the country, specifically on the East Coast. We're down to a three to four day supply. Why? Because numerous diesel fuel refineries have been closed and there are no new ones opening. ExxonMobil came out and said, even when we were losing $20 billion in the pandemic, they lost $20 billion in a year. So we've got brain-dead Biden saying that all these, it's all the, the gas companies' faults now. It's all the refiners, it's the gas companies. It's all their fault. They're gouging record profits, which, by the way, is not true. The oil companies had record profits, I think, around 2000, I want to say 2010, 2011. But he doesn't talk about the fact that those companies lost 10, 15, 20 billion dollars during the Wuhan virus pandemic. Thanks, China. Doesn't mention that. ExxonMobil came out and said, look, even when we lost 20 billion dollars in the in the in 2020, we still invested in new technology in our existing refineries to be able to get 25% more capacity out of our existing refinery. Because ExxonMobil knows the government, the bureaucrats, the environmentalist wackadoodles will not allow any refineries. And this fantasy that in 10 years we're going to be totally new, free of carbon fuels, all renewables. Let me ask you, when was the last time you saw solar panels or a windmill on a car? Solar panels or windmill on a truck? Solar panels or windmills on a plane. I've never seen Air Force One with a little solar panel on the top powering those four engines, those four Pratt & Whitney engines on the 747. I've never seen solar panels on the wings. It's not practical, and it is not practicable. But never let fact get in the way of these climate change hoax nutcases. But the cost of a gallon of gas, now more than a cost of, the cost of many cigars. Now, if you want a super premium cigar, for example, last month, the, the April selection, which went out in May, the Casa Turin 1880s, those are about $18 a cigar. Well worth it. Well worth it. So that's the equivalent of about three and a half gallons worth of gas. That's a fantastic cigar. The Davidoff Nicaragua, fantastic cigar. There are great cigars out there that are in the $15, $20, $25 category. A Padron Family Reserve, $25, $28, well worth every puff. But there are great cigars that are still available, that are reasonably priced, that are still at or below the cost of a gallon of gas. So next time you go to the gas station, I want you to remember that every gallon going into your tank could be a nice cigar that gives you massive amounts of cigar 
and relaxational and camaraderie pleasure. Your return on pleasure, your ROP, far greater with a cigar than a gallon of gas. Who would have thought gas would be more expensive, one gallon, than a premium cigar that can give you up to one hour of absolute maximum alpha male pleasure maneuvers. And I cannot wait to conduct the International Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony because I am staring at a wonderful cigar that I will talk about a bit later on in the program. But when we come back, I will talk about the latest trend in spirits, and that is libations in a can growing exponentially. Jack Daniels, Brown Foreman, Coca-Cola, big announcement. We'll tell you about it around the corner. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try? Easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers, a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balanced smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. One of the most popular libationary concoctions without any exception at any bar at any any country has to be a Jack and Coke. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola or a rum and Coke. Both are highly popular. There has been an explosion in the number of companies that have partnered together to create either hard cider a hard, uh, a flavored vodka in a can, other various types of, of libations. It is a huge part of the growth in the spirits industry. It's called ready-to-drink beverages, RTD. And global consumption of ready-to-drink beverages jumped 26% in 2020 and 14% last year. By comparison, global consumption of all alcohols last year up 3%. So there have been strong global sales of the ready-to-drink alcoholic blends, including hard seltzers such as White Claw. You've seen them at many of your supermarkets, uh, at, at stores that sell beer and wine, or even cigar lounges that are able to sell beer and wine. And the companies purposely keep the alcohol limit down so that they are able to be sold as beer or wine. For example, in many states, supermarkets are able to sell beer and wine, but they have a strict limitation on the alcohol by volume content. It can't be more than either 5% in some states, 7%, some is 3.5%. It just depends. But a good comparison is usually in that 5% or below. Well, Jack Daniels, Brown Foreman, Coca-Cola are merging. They are merging their beverages to create a pre-mixed cocktail, a Jack and Coke. The canned Jack Daniels Coca-Cola will be sold globally after launching in Mexico late this year. 
a zero-sugar version will be available as well, so you'll be able to have Jack and Diet Coke. The president and CEO of Brown Foreman, Lawson Whiting, said this relationship brings together two classic American icons to deliver consumers a taste experience they love in a way that's consistent, convenient, and portable. And it really is. I mean, when you think about it, if you are in the mood for a hard seltzer or some vodka-based drink in a can or even an alcohol coffee or now this Jack and Coke, it's so convenient. You put it in a can, you stick it in your cooler, you can put it in your car, you can put it in your golf bag. You can travel with it virtually anywhere. Refrigerate it, open it up, bing. Now, one little caveat, though. This Jack Daniels and Coke will not be the same Jack and Coke that you get at a bar or the same Jack and Coke that you mix at home or in your cigar lounge or with your harem. Jack Daniels normally has alcohol by volume, I want to say usually in the 40 to 45% category. It's usually 80 or 90 proof. Now, I'm not talk talking about the regular Jack Daniels. I'm not talking about barrel strength, which is far higher. But let's just say it's 40% alcohol by volume. So you take a shot of, of Jack, and then you put some Coke in there. And so consequently, when you measure it out, the alcohol by volume is probably going to be maybe 20%, 25%. But in the new cans, so that this new pre-concocted libation can be sold in supermarkets and those stores that are authorized to sell beer and wine, they are keeping the alcohol content at 5%, no more than 5%. So will you get a little taste of Jack and a little bit of the alcohol feeling? Yes. Will it be like drinking a regular libation? The answer is no. But we are seeing now an explosion in these drinks. We started to see this about four or five years ago, and now it's just exploding everywhere. Seagram's has their, their hard libations. Now we've got Jack and Coke, White Claw, everywhere. Even many of the, the brewers have decided to put their beer in with another spirit and, again, keep it at that 5% or below so it can be sold anywhere. So when it comes out, I will give it a try, but I can tell you one thing. For the libation today, I will have the real thing. I will have Jack and Diet Coke, actually Coke Zero, but I'm not going to have just any Jack. It's going to be Gentleman Jack, and we will get to that right around the corner. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers... Full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I just uh, was talking to my good buddies over at... Alec Bradley. I was talking to Ralph Montero, their vice president, 
And he was telling me about some of the new offerings that they will be releasing at the Premium Cigar Association Convention and Trade Show in mid-July in Vegas. And one of my favorite cigars, and he said, General, you're going to love this cigar. You're going to love this line extension that I'm going to tell you about. Because he knows that one of my favorite Alec Bradleys, they launched, geez, got to be maybe three, four years ago. Maybe less than that. Maybe 2019, 2020. Alec Bradley Project 40. They launched originally the Project 40, which has a natural wrapper. Then they launched the Project 40 Maduro a year later in 2020. Great cigars, great prices. And it's kind of an interesting concept. When I talked to Alan Rubin, the founder of Alec Bradley Cigars, Alan and I were talking and he said, look, you know, we, we wanted to come up with something. We were sitting around the office one day, we're in the factory, and we're talking about people's happiness. And I, he said, I read something that talked about that basically 50% of one's happiness comes from genetic, 10% based on circumstance, but the other 40% is controlled by one's mindset and can be fulfilled through leadership, creativity, physical well-being, financial success, or in Alec Bradley's belief, a premium cigar at an affordable price. So they came up with Project 40. It is a fantastic cigar that is made at the J Fuego Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. The Alec Bradley natural that I have uses a nice dark Nicaraguan wrapper. And not that dark, it's more of a Colorado wrapper. So it's more of a medium tan wrapper. Habano Brazil Binder Nicaraguan Filler comes in four different sizes. A Robusto 5 inches by 52, a 6 by 52 Toro, a 7 by 52, what I call a Super Toro, and then a 6 by 60 Magnum. So I have pulled out today the good old-fashioned Toro, six, inch, 6 inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. The price on this cigar, again, we're talking about the cost of a gallon of gas being five bucks. Actually, it's more than that. I'm talking about Florida. In New York City, in Washington, D.C., you're talking five and a half, six. In California, the People's Republic of California, you're talking six, seven. I've seen it as high as nine bucks there. So when I talk about five dollars, I'm talking about here in the sunshine state of Florida. Now, where you live, depending on where you live, in the Northeast, Boston, New York, D.C., going to be more expensive. Chicago for sure. California, you better believe it's going to be more expensive. But here we've got a cigar with a suggested retail price of about five and a half bucks. Five fifty, five seventy-five. Cost of a gallon of gas, just over the cost of a gallon of gas in Florida, probably about 60% of the cost of a gallon of gas in the People's Republic of California. Talk about a great cigar at a great price. When I smoked this cigar, even before I knew the price tag, I told Ralph Montero, I told Alec Bradley, Alan Rubin, I, talked, I told Alec and Bradley Rubin, Alan's sons, who the company's named after, I said, guys, you have got a winner. This cigar, I love the blend, fantastic, smooth, medium-bodied, just a cigar that everybody can enjoy. How much, what's the price on this thing? And they said, well, what do you think? I said probably eight bucks, seven, seven. I said seven fifty to eight fifty. They said no, 
It's less than that. It's going to be probably uh, in the $5.50 to $6 category. Then I looked at him. I said, you're going to sell a ton of these cigars, and they are. We featured it in our Officers Club a while back. Great stick. Project 40 Alec Bradley Experimental Series. Four different sizes. It has a beautiful Nicaraguan wrapper, as I mentioned, Habano Brazil binder, which gives it a very unique flavor, and the Nicaraguan fillers. Just an incredibly smooth cigar. Love the Maduro, but today I'm going to enjoy the Project 40 Natural, which brings me to their announcement that Alec Bradley is coming up with a new size called a 7.70. Their naming convention for all their cigars, for example, the, the Toro that I have is called the 06 dot 52 or as they say in Europe 06 decimal 52 this is going to be known as the 07.70 or the 07 decimal 70 seven inch in, seven inches in length 70 ring gauge this is a massive cigar over one diameter one inch in diameter huge cigar like that normally is a super expensive cigar 885 for the natural 950 for the Maduro but that is a humongous cigar seven inches in length with a 70 ring gauge, well over an inch in diameter. That's gonna be launched next month in Vegas, as I mentioned. So this is the latest addition to their line. And Alan, uh, when I talked to Ralph Montero, he said, look, Alan said, Alan Rubin said, he wants the, the right cigar, right blend at the right price. And he said, with this new big size, it's the same thing, right cigar, right blend, now with a new right size, same thing at a right price. $8.85 to $9.50, depending if you purchase the Natural or the Maduro. Cannot wait to get my hands on these, my choppers on it. Ralph promised me as soon as they are in, he will send me some, and I will feature that during one of the upcoming cigar lightation ceremonies. But I'm sure it's going to smoke just as smooth as this Alec Bradley Project 40 Natural that I have in my hand. The 06.52, six inches in length, 52 ring gauge. Again, about 550, 575 suggested retail. Beautiful stick, beautiful price. I'm happy. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. You can hear my massive self sharpening double edged stainless steel guillotine. This was just sent to me by my good buddies over at Drew Estate. They had a little swag pack, a swag pack that they sent over. And in fact, I'm going to use their big, cut, giant cutter. This thing feels like it weighs a ton. I mean, just listen how solid that is. And I got a special litation device that I'll tell you about right now. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. What does that sound like? You ever bought a spray paint can? You know, like a Rust-Oleum can or you got a spray paint uh, fence or, or a wall or a piece of wood or whatever the case is. What happens? When you buy a spray paint, uh, a can of spray paint, you want to make sure that the, the paint is mixed. So what do they do? They include a little, like, steel ball in here. Like this. So I get this swag pack from my buddies at Drew Estate. And there's this nice cutter. There's a beautiful cigar leather cigar holder, a nice little uh, a wallet type thing, the money clip. And then they have this spray paint can. I'm looking at this thing, and then when I turned it around, I saw a little area, a little jet flame butane uh, uh, device where the flame comes out. So it's got a removable top. So you remove the top, 
and just like on a spray paint can, you know, there's a little button you press. But with this, when you press the button, nothing comes out of the top little uh, button just below. And I've got pictures of these that we've posted at CigarDave.com and on our social media, Facebook, Cigar Dave, Instagram, Cigar Dave, Twitter, Cigar Dave Show, Getter, Cigar Dave, True Social, Cigar Dave. You will see the little flame that comes out of the top of this can. So there it is. I'm pressing down on it, and I've got a nice single jet butane flame. Very cool, and it's refillable, and you can adjust the flame. Very cool. Leave it to uh, Jonathan Drew and the rest of the crack uh, uh, creative staff over at Drew Estate. They always come up with some cool things. So that's what I would use today, this Drew Estate. I guess the best way I could call it, the best term is a spray paint can lighter. That's exactly what I will use. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, my Alec Bradley Project 40 Natural out of the cellophane wrapper. Here we go. Going to cut the cigar. Beautiful. Oh, this cutter works like a charm. Sharp as hell. Fantastic. Now I'm going to take my Drew Estate Swag Pack Spray Can Lighter. There we go. Now I'm going to toast the foot of this cigar. Oops, let me do this. There we go. Okay. Gently toasting the foot of this beautiful Alec Bradley Project 40. If you've not tried one of these, for the price, steel, great stick. All right. I've got the wrapper toasted. Now I'm going to toast the foot of the cigar. A little different. I'm used to multiple jet flames. This only has one. It'll take a little bit longer, but no worries. Again, there's a massive amount of butane in this spray paint can lighter. All right, now I'm going to puff and rotate. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mmm. Mmm. Blow on the foot of the cigar. Just needs one little touch-up. Okay. Very nice. Again, spray paint can lighter. Very unique. Let me put the top back on. As I take several puffs here, oh, this Project 40 Natural by Alec Bradley. I'll tell you what I'm getting. I'm getting a nice creamy, almost sweet, spicy type of flavor on the palate. A little bit of spice, not too much. Hmm. Just fantastic. Absolutely delightful. And I will tell you that the Project 40 Maduro, also one of my favorites, uses a San Andrean Maduro wrapper, or a Marone wrapper that they get from the Torrents in Mexico. And in fact, we featured the Casa Torrent, which was our April selection that didn't ship till May, but three great Casa Torrents, the Casa Torrent 1880 Claro, the Casa Turin 1880 Colorado, which features the same wrapper as the Project 40 Maduro from Alec Bradley, and the Casa Turin 1880 Maduro. Beautiful, beautiful cigars. And then, for May, which shipped out last week, a little bit delayed, the Alec Bradley Spring Sampler featuring an Alec Bradley Black Market, nice, dark, alluring wrapper, medium-bodied, four-country blend, Nice rich Nicaraguan wrapper and some rare Panamanian filler. So good it should be illegal, no doubt about it. Then we followed it up with the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli, which is the sequel to the original Black Market. 
amps up the flavor a little bit, a little more richer and bolder notes, and then the Alec Bradley Max, a hidden gem. Complex cocktail of Nicaraguan, Honduran, Colombian, and Mexican leaves. Smooth and silky, medium to full-bodied beauty. Great stick, another hidden gem at a great price. You cannot go wrong. And for June, we will be featuring the Gurkha Revenant. But what we're doing, we're going to feature the Gurkha Revenant Corojo, which came out a year ago, the Gurkha Revenant Maduro, and a brand new Gurkha Revenant using a Connecticut wrapper. It's the Gurkha Revenant Connecticut, which will only be available in a very special Ziploc baggie pack that they are selling, a sampler pack at retailers. Won't be available by the box, won't be available as individual sticks. It only comes as part of that sampler. And the members of our officers club will be the first in the country to sample that. I just received word from Jim Colucci over at Gurkha yesterday. He said, General, I want to do something special. I want to have the Gurkha Connecticut. But here's the deal. It won't be coming in until late June, right around the end of the month. So the, the June selection will go out early July. We know it's delayed a little bit. We're getting all these issues, whether it's factory delays, shipping delays. But you, as an Officers Club member, will be the first in the world to sample the brand new Gurkha Revenant Connecticut. That's going to be featured in the June Officers Club selection. You'll get it early July. Be patient. Well worth the wait. That I can guarantee. And I will tell you that the Gurkha Revenant, both the Corojo version, the Maduro version, and now the Connecticut version, I sampled the Connecticut Oh, I would say last uh, November when I was down visiting Gurkha HQ. Beautiful cigar, lots of flavor, lots of creaminess, very pleasant. All three Gurkha Revenants you will be able to vertically sample coming your way. If you are not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, my suggestion is you head over immediately to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. For $25.95 per month, you will get three premium cigars shipped to you in a Cigar Dave Officers Club reusable Ziploc pouch. All the details at CigarDave.com. All the information, frequently asked questions, membership is month to month. And I will tell you this, that we pride ourselves on getting the latest and greatest in the world of cigars in the Gurkha Revenant, Connecticut. All our Officers Club members, the first in the world to sample that. That is before it's being even released later this summer after its introduction at the Premium Cigar Association convention in Vegas. So you are going to be amongst the first in the nation. Head over to CigarDave.com, join the Officers Club. Lots of great selections coming your way. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try? Easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers, a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balance smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. 
Be sure to subscribe to our brother podcast, Bold Alpha, where we talk the alpha male lifestyle, including cigars, libations, technology, grilling, politics, and more. Search Bold Alpha anywhere you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. In my excitement and zeal talking about the Alec Bradley Project 40 brand new 7.70 huge cigar and talking about the brand new Gurkha Revenant Connecticut that all our Officers Club members will be receiving before anyone else in the world, I almost forgot about the libation ceremony. So without any further delay, we talked about at the opening of today's show about the brand new Jack Daniels and Coke, the Jack and Coke premixed cocktail can going on sale later this year. Well, why not do the real thing, not the one that's only got 5% alcohol by volume. So now I'm going to basically pour a little bit of a gentleman's Jack here in my special snifter. Now, one thing about gentleman's Jack, it is regular Jack Daniels. However, it goes through a second Lincoln County mellowing process, whereby Jack Daniels, before it goes into the barrel, it goes into this giant vat of charcoal, maple charcoal, male, uh, maple-fired charcoal. It's probably about four feet high, these giant, maybe eight-foot-wide vats. And they take the, the whiskey before it is aged in the barrels, and they pour it through, and it goes very slowly. It pours through the charcoal, removes some of the, the corn oiliness, because remember, corn is the number one ingredient in a bourbon or a Tennessee whiskey mash bill. It has to be at least 51% corn. And with corn, it's got a lot of sweetness. You get some of those oils. That's how they make corn oil. So it removes some of that, some of the other impurities, and just smooths it out. That's why Jack is known as just a smooth Tennessee whiskey. I will tell you this. The Gentleman Jack comes out of the barrel and goes through a secondary charcoal filtration process. And that smooths it out even more. And that is absolutely my favorite. So I've got some Gentleman Jack that I've just poured. And I just opened up a can of Coke Zero. I, like, I don't drink. I used to drink a ton of Diet Coke. No more. I drink maybe, if I drink two liters of Coke, Diet Coke, or Coke Zero a year, that's a lot. I used to drink like two liters every couple of days. Six years ago, cut that, more water, more lemon-infused water, more natural drinks. But every so often, I do enjoy some Coke Zero. That is definitely my favorite. And what I do is I cut it with regular water. That way, one can goes further and I still get that nice taste. I find that sometimes it's just too sweet, even the diet versions. So I've got some Coke Zero now that I open. Let me pour this in. All right. I'm not going to use a stir. I'm going to use my finger. Just like my grandfather. 
Cigar Abe used to do. He would uh, have his little libation for lunch, a little Crown Royale with a little bit uh, splash of water, mix it with his finger, he was good. So let me go ahead and say cheers. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Certainly rum and Coke is probably number one, but Jack and Coke, definitely number two up there. Don't drink it often, but I have to tell you, it's very refreshing. Very nice and cool. Take another sip. Mmm. Delicious. And it's a perfect accompaniment to my Alec Bradley Project 40. Why? Because the Jack with the, with the Coke Zero, it's not overly sweet. The Jack tempers it down. So it's a nice medium-flavored beverage, libation, that goes with this beautiful medium-bodied cigar. So I have got an absolutely perfect combination. Let's talk about the king of all hypocrisy, Barack Hussein Obama. Mr. The Climate is Changing. Mr. All our coastal cities will be underwater in 10 years if we don't do anything. Mr. The sea levels are rising at alarming rates. Mr. I'm going to drop $13 million on an oceanfront Martha's Vineyard estate at sea level. I have stated this numerous times. Barack Obama and Michelle, Michelle Obama, are so concerned about rising tides and rising sea levels and climate change that they spent $13 million on an estate on the ocean at sea level. Anybody that is truly concerned about rising sea levels will say, I'm not going to buy a, I'm not going to spend, forget 13 million, I'm not going to spend a nickel on anything at sea level on the water. But they did, 13 million. Very palatial. I mean, this has got loads of land, and I'm talking, it is smack dab on the water. It is amazing. They came into the uh, Oval Office not overly wealthy, and they left as 100 millionaires, meaning they're worth well over $100 million. Unbelievable how that works. Everybody trying to suck Obama's teeth and pay him 40, 50, 60, 80,000 for a speech to throw Spotify podcast deals, which, by the way, Spotify, after spending, I don't know what it was, 15, 20, 30 million dollars, said, yeah, we're going to end this. Not working. Netflix, they supposedly, same thing, they got a big deal. 50, 60 million, they've never produced anything except bullshit. And all the documentaries they produce have been total colossal failures. You watch, Netflix won't, when times were great and they were signing up subscribers left and right, the fellow liberals that ran, Reed Hastings and the co-president, co-CEO, they couldn't wait to shower the Obamas with millions and millions in cash. That day is long gone. That dog is hunted. That train has left the station. Have you looked at Netflix stock price lately? It is an absolute cratering mess. Absolute disaster. So if you think Netflix is going to continue that deal with the Obamas, forget it. But who cares? Too late. They're already worth probably well over a couple of hundred billion dollars. They're redoing and building this massive house in Hawaii. 13 million plus the renovations on the house in Martha's Vineyard. They spent, I think, six, seven million on a house in the Calorama district 
of Washington, D.C. First time an outgoing president has stayed in Washington. Why? So he could run the shadow government. When Trump was in office, and so now same thing with Biden. Who do you think is running the show? He, Valerie Jarrett, and Susan Rice. And they're doing a pretty shitty job of, uh, of everything, of managing everything. But in terms of destruction, they're winners. They're destroying everything they touch. So the Obamas, so worried about climate change, so worried that Miami and Tampa and New York and all the coastal cities are going to be underwater, that they spend massive amounts of money to buy a waterfront estate at sea level. The same people that say, we need a transition. We need a transition to clean, renewable energies. The same president who went after oil companies, who made it difficult for oil companies to drill, who at every turn created more obstacles at the EPA and the Department of Energy, at Department of Energy, who made us more dependent on foreign oil, Mr. We-need-to-get-off-of-carbon-fuels filed a permit with the Edgerton or Edgertown, Massachusetts Select Board of Supervisors to install a 2,500-gallon commercial propane tank at their home at 79 Turkeyland Cove. What a dumb name. Turkeyland Cove Road. Man, that alone is, they should knock three, four million bucks off that for having such a cockamamie name. But they live at 79 Turkeyland Cove Road in Katama in Martha's Vineyard. 2,500-gallon commercial propane tank. Well, as it turns out, it's going to be three propane tanks, two 1,000 gallon tanks and one 500 gallon tank. Initially, they were going to bury the tanks. Now they're going to be above ground. I've never seen, well, I have seen large tanks, but primarily they're at propane company facilities where they have a big 1,000 gallon tank. But I've never seen two 1,000 gallon tanks and a 500 gallon tank on a residential property above ground. Maybe it has something to do with being at sea level, but you still should be able, with the right precautions, bury those tanks. So he's so worried about fossil fuels, about climate change, that he's installing 2,500 gallon, a total of 2,500 gallon tanks for propane. Now, propane is the cleanest amongst the fossil fuels. It's a very clean fuel. Same thing with natural gas. In fact, it's listed as an approved clean alternative fuel under the Clean Air Act of 1990. But it is a fossil fuel. By the way, to fill those tanks today would cost around eighty-five dollars to $100,000. On Martha's Vineyard, I'd bet you it's more because they have to transport the gas there. But I'd bet you it's, well, probably $100,000, let's say. $100,000, what are they going to use that for? Apparently, they're preparing for the apocalypse. They're going to use that for backup energy. If there is a storm, if there is a power failure, power outage, no problem, 2,500 gallons, that's plenty of time for them at least to run the power and enough time for them to escape the island and head to one of their other homes. Go to Hawaii, go to D.C., go somewhere else, shack up with some other lib in Hollywood. Now, they've got loads of property. Mr. I'm so concerned about climate change and fossil fuels and the environment and rising seas. 
Rising temperatures, why does he not install windmills? Why not solar panels? Well, I'll tell you why. Because number one, I don't think any of the neighbors or anybody on Martha's Vineyard, even though a vast majority, I'm sure, are liberals, they don't want windmills in their backyard. Oh, they're all for them in your backyard, but not in their backyard. So that wouldn't get approved. And solar panels for a 13,000-square-foot estate. Solar panels were great during the day. But you have to make sure you've got sun. Cloudy days, not so much. And they don't build batteries large enough to store all that energy that is harnessed on a solar panel during the day to be able to run air conditioners and major power-drawing appliances overnight. They don't have batteries big enough. So he's got no problem putting in fossil fuel. But yet he doesn't want you putting in fossil fuel tanks. He wants you to run your air conditioner at 78, 80 degrees. Well, I guarantee you, his house is a nice, cool, crisp 68 degrees. He doesn't want you driving SUVs. But yet, he has no problem. His Secret Service detail probably has four SUVs in their motorcade at all times. Gas-guzzling motorcade. And let's face it. It probably gets maybe in the city four or five miles per gallon because those SUVs aren't the standard SUV you go buy on the Chevy lot or the GMC lot. They buy those and then they customize them with bulletproof glass and armored doors that are five inches thick. It's okay for you to spend excessive amounts of money on an electric vehicle, but for him, not so much. He's going to ride in comfort. The hypocrisy is overwhelming. So instead of installing windmills or solar panels for someone that is so concerned about global warming and the rising sea and the rising tides, he's installing three tanks with a cumulative capacity of 2,500 gallons of liquid propane, which is a fossil fuel that comes from the ground. It's okay for Obama. It's okay for Democrats and Hollywood liberals, but it is not okay for you. Wrong. And this is why I tell all these gullible people, all the brainwashed students that are in grade school, that are in high school, now in college, they've been brainwashed for the last 25, 30 years about climate change, global warming. They even did a survey saying that many elementary school students are having psychological and psychiatric difficulties because they've been told the earth is going to end. Their lives will end if the climate continues to rise. Never mind that we've only been recording climatological data for what, maybe 200 years? Let's just say on the high side, 300 years. The earth has been around millions of years. 300 years is a mere blip. 300 years is like if you were to pour a, literally, take, fill your gas tank up with whatever. Let's say you have a 20-gallon tank. You fill it up with gas. And you were to take one half of one drop, you know, like a, the little medicine droppers, if you would take one half of that, that would be the equivalent. It would be irrelevant in the whole scheme of things. So when they say, oh, we, we know of the last 70 years, well, wait a minute. Before we had airplanes and cars and electrically powered homes, 
There were still massive hurricanes. There were still tornadoes on this earth. How do you think the earth, the globe, the way it is today, how it was formed? Most of the earth was covered with ice, glaciers, and there was melting, and then we had oceans, and then when it all melted, what do you know? Land was there. But this absolute hype, scaring to death little kids and telling everyone that, oh, climate change, if we don't do something now, all it is is a giant welfare Ponzi scheme. Make the wealthy wealthier and make the working class people poorer. I love when one of the senators, Debbie Stabenow, taxocrat, socialist from Michigan, said in front of a committee last, I think it was last week or the week before, making light of high gas prices. Talk about not being in touch with your constituents. A lot of blue-collar workers in Michigan. A lot of people struggling in Michigan paying these exorbitant food prices and gas prices and other inflationary prices wherever they shop. She was talking to, I can't remember who it was, somebody from the Department of Energy, and she smiled and said, you know, I waited two years for the chips to come in for my, for my EV, my electrical vehicle, and I drove from Michigan to Washington last weekend, and we just laughed as we passed by all those gas stations. We didn't have to fill up and pay those high gas prices. We just, we walked right by it, and we need more electric vehicles, sure. Electric vehicles that cost a third more, and if you go to look at a lease for an electric vehicle, it's roughly... 30 to 40% more for the same vehicle, same cost vehicle. So if you were to look at a Tesla, that's what, 75000 and look at a vehicle, look at an SUV in the same price category, go to lease that, it would be roughly 30 to 40%, 45% more. Not everybody can afford an electric vehicle. I personally don't ever want an electric vehicle. Why? There's an issue to the power grid, and you can't get power for umpteen days. You're screwed. What are you going to do after 50,000 miles when you need to replace the batteries? That's going to cost you twenty, thirty thousand dollars 30000 Where are you going to uh, bury those lithium batteries? Highly toxic, highly dangerous. That's why you can't, uh, they won't ship lithium, large lithium batteries in cargo holds of planes. It has to go on ground transportation. If there's a hurricane where I live here in the cigar city of Tampa and I have to evacuate, and there are all these people with electrical vehicles and not enough charging stations, and you can only get, whatever, 200 miles with, with uh, the car filled up with passengers and, and uh, cargo and baggage, and you can't find a charging station, you're dead in the water. No thank you. Have zero interest. And anybody that thinks that electrical vehicles are going to replace gas vehicles, or I should say carbon-powered vehicles, think again. It is not practical. What is practical is liquefied natural gas as a fuel, which is very clean. We have an abundance of it here in the United States. There are other types of uh, hydrogen. Now they're looking where the byproduct of that is water. Very clean emission. So there's other technologies that they can look at, but electrical power, forget it. No thank you. Obama's not driving around an electric-powered vehicle. Obama's not worried about climate change, as evidenced by the fact that he lives, bought a, a, several homes that are on the water at sea level. And I've stated this over and over. Look at what all these elites do. 
All the ones that are standing on a soapbox and wagging their finger at you about how you are destroying the environment, check their track record. John Kerry, Mr. We've got to get off fossil fuels totally in five years. How does he travel in a private jet? When he went to go meet in Iceland or Greenland or wherever they were meeting, some U.N. officials, he went in a private plane and people said, well, why don't you take commercial? He said, well, my schedule requires for me to be in places and I need to travel private. Oh, I see it's okay for, for him, but not for anyone else. It's the same nonsense. The hypocrisy runs rampant. There is no climate change. It is nothing more than a way for the Democrat Party for certain members of all people on Wall Street and for certain elitists to create this giant wealth transfer scheme. It is that simple. Whenever I see people saying, oh, we have to do this and we have to do that, I say, well, tell me, do you, how do you travel? Oh, well, you know, I have a, I travel a private plane. Oh, I see. But I, I buy a carbon offsets. That's what they'll tell you. Oh, I buy carbon offsets. Uh-huh, sure. Spare me. Again, somebody's making money on that carbon offset exchange. It's all about the money. Just like the pharmaceutical companies, follow the money. Whenever someone tells you, you should do your part for climate change, and you need to get more efficient in your appliances, and drive a different car, and get solar panels, find out how they live. John Kerry in his multiple houses, he's not living on solar panels. He's using regular power, keeping his house air-conditioned, nice and cool in the winter, or in the summer, and nice and warm and toasty in the winter. Massive amounts of hypocrisy. Don't fall for it. And the one thing that the Dems always say, oh, it's an existential threat. Everything to the Democrat Party is an existential threat. If the Republicans win, which they are going to do in massive numbers come November, and I'm predicting, I'm still predicting 70 to 100 seats, I think it's going to be on the higher side. I think it's going to be a record route for the Republicans. They will have the largest majority in history, in American history. I believe that. But every time there is some sort of phony crisis, what do the Democrats say? It's an existential threat. Climate change, it's an existential threat. If we don't do anything now, just like Greta Thunberg said, how dare you? If we don't do anything immediately, it's an existential threat. The world will burn up. If the Republicans get elected and take over the majority of the House and Senate, it'll be an existential threat to democracy. No, that is democracy in action. That is the people of America who are voting exercising their right at the ballot box to vote Republican and get rid of these Dem, ultra-socialist, ultra-Marxist clowns. But to them, if you vote for a Republican, it is an existential threat to our democracy. Even though, by the very definition, voting, the free allowing the, the allowance of, of people to freely vote for whomever they want. And if that means Republicans, all of a sudden, oh, now it's going to be legitimate. Now it's an existential threat. The climate change hoax is exactly what it is, a hoax. Don't fall for it. And it is time that we as alphas speak up. Those of us that are informed, those of us that are knowledgeable, those of us that are well-versed on the true scientific facts, They'll never talk about science. Whenever you want to debate a Dem, 
or someone who is preaching about the climate change who's hysterical say, well, great, let's debate it. Nope, there's nothing to debate. The science has already been settled. When they say that, what the translation really is, we don't have the scientific facts on our side, so we are going to continue to spread the lie that the science is settled, and we will not debate you. I've always said to anybody, I said, if you're so strong and confident in your position, back it up with fact, debate me. They will never do that. They will not do it. And I can't tell you the number of debates I have tried to have, and after you start debating and give them fact, within three minutes they get exasperated, and they say, I, I can't even talk to you, you're not making any sense, and they walk away. Why? Because they don't have facts and science on their side. They don't have science and the facts on their side with this climate change hoax bullshit. But yet, they still are telling everybody else how they should live their lives. And they're going to destroy the greatest economy ever known to man in the process. Unless the Republicans take over and try to stop the bleeding and we get a Republican president in 2024, which will happen. Whether it's Trump or DeSantis, it shall happen. Until then, I will continue to drive my gas carbon-fueled SUV I will continue to keep my, and by the way, I've got efficient air conditioners and everything, but I like it cool at night. I sleep at 68 in my bedroom at night. I don't want to schwitz or sweat at night. I will continue to turn on my gas-fired grill and my wood pellet-fired smoker and continue to spew wonderful smelling emissions into the air as I enjoy outstanding grilled and smoke-quality meat products. So while they want you to become a vegan because it's better for climate change and the environment, they'll still eat steak. They'll still eat their, 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 their best prime USDA prime cuts of meat available. But you, no, you got to eat vegetables. Go on a vegan diet. No, thank you. I will never allow a vegan burger to ever touch my lips, my tongue, my mouth, or be ingested. No, thank you. I want the real thing. So to king of all hypocrites, climate change hypocrites, Obama, install your 2,500-gallon tanks, and for anyone else in America, do the same. Do not feel guilty. If you want to put 5,000 gallons worth of liquid propane just in case there's a power failure, I say do so. And if someone challenges you, say, wait a minute. If it's good enough for Obama, it's good enough for me. All right, don't forget, make sure you subscribe to The Cigar Dave Show and our brother, Bold Alpha Podcast. Every Thursday, Bold Alpha, we release our weekly spirits segment. And we also, during the week, will uh, launch some various Bold Alphas on whatever topic. Actually, I've got something I want to get to maybe this weekend or early next week. So make sure you subscribe to Bold Alpha wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star review. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the socialists, the Marxists, the Dems. Red Wave. 2022.